0: This is Don't Forget the Small Stuff, and today we're talking about Game Night. Jeez Mads, that's just a really aggressive way to carry a knife. (laughs) Welcome to Don't Forget the Small Stuff. On this podcast, we celebrate the overlooked and forgotten little moments in films. I'm Jess, and with me today is Maddie, Yep. And Andy. Hello. Happy to be here again. <laughs> Good. Good to have you both. Right. Today, we are covering and talking about Game Night. It was released in 2018, directed by a team of directors, John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. Uh, it starred Jason Bayman and Rachel McAdams, Uh, who are the most prominent, at least, in it. Um, Critical reception, etc. It has a 6.9 rating on IMDb, which I think is a little bit lower than I was expecting, at least. I guess it's close to a 7, which is not bad. Uh, And it has 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was made with a budget of $37 million and overall box office takings of $117 million. So not the... um, the blockbuster like, we, that we've become accustomed to on this podcast, um, but I think we all agree it's a delightful little film, uh, very funny. We think. Do we agree? Very funny. Oh, I think so.
1: I think to be honest, if it wasn't funny, it would be terrible. That's an obvious thing to say for a comedy because there's not a great deal else there. Yeah. It's... Okay. Wow. Okay. So you... I, I, sorry that came over really negative. I didn't mean that. I think. The the comedy is front and center of this. Obviously, the the story is um, uh, an interesting one, but I think if
0: this isn't funny, it fails. No, that's true. Actually, I mean there are there are plenty of films out there where it's like um, there's something real happening, but the people involved don't don't know it's real. Yeah, and it's an it's almost an overdone trope to a certain extent, mm-hmm. and it can fail sometimes. Yeah, but this one doesn't. No, I think no, we're it's all in a
1: sharp as a tack.
0: Uh, so just on that, really quickly, I wanted to mention a couple of things. So I was looking at the the directors and the, the writers. Um, and while I sort of recognize some of the the projects that the directors and writers have been involved in in the past, I, they didn't strike me as um, gangbuster film um, il- luminaries, shall we say. So one of the directors, Jonathan Goldstein, um was a writer on Horrible Bosses, which is another comedy that I really okay. love. Mm-hmm. and um, the writer, the original writer, Mark Perez, um, again, he's not really been involved in anything massive. Uh, Herbie Fully Loaded is probably his highest profile film. <laughs> wow, before. that's saying something, right? Yeah, yeah. But anyway, this I think we all agree this works, Maddie. Uh, what do you what do you feel about Game Night in general?
2: I I really enjoy it. It's it's a good family watch. Good. It's just like something that you can watch to cheer you up, and we happen to quote it quite a lot in everyday life.
1: They swear a lot.
2: Yes.
0: Yeah, yes yeah. We do. don't quote the swears. Okay, right, good. No. I'm
2: just checking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just profanity is yeah. rife in your household.
2: Mm. No, we we just quote little lines that we like and enjoy all yeah. of the time.
0: I think it's worth bringing up now because you've brought it up. I have something actually in my notes uh, where we have derived at least two but I think more family jokes directly from this film mm-hmm. maybe we won't we won't reveal them just yet because people are dying to know what those family jokes are um but yeah I think that's I want to back up your point really that we as a family really get get a lot out of this film don't we Matt? yeah Andy um uh, your thoughts about it um I
1: n- I'd never heard of it and you until you asked or suggested that I watch it uh I'm Quite late to the Jason Bateman party. Um, I never really uh, watched a lot of things with him in, uh, and I put it to you that you um, you encouraged me to give it a shot. So I bought this for about two pounds off YouTube or something, <laughs> and uh, loved it, absolutely loved it. And that's led me into a whole bunch of other Jason Bateman stuff. Um, so yeah, I'd I'd never seen it until you suggested I watched it, and and since then I've watched it several times. So thank you.
0: I mean, I've, I've, you're welcome. (laughs) Anytime. Uh, I think it's worth saying that, yeah, like I've already said, it's a family favorite. And I, I think one of the reasons why I was drawn to it in the first place is that we are all tabletop gamers in our household. And I think Andy in your household as well. Uh, And so it sort of was in my wheelhouse before I even realized what kind of comedy it was. So I was keen to see it because I knew it was about gaming. And while the they don't end up playing many actual games, and the games that they do play are not really the sorts of games we play. A game of Life? Yeah, I know. We should try that. I Yeah, it may be. Putting we... the little dudes in the cars. I love that part. I don't know if I've ever even seen the Game of Life being played. No, sorry. And I call myself a tabletop gamer. Honestly,
1: you went there and you've not played the Game of <laughs> Life.
0: It is one thing that that bothers me about the film is that actually the games they choose to play, the boxes they take to Brooks's house, are pretty mundane. And I think one of them is Scrabble.
2: Yeah, the top one.
0: And there's there's gonna be seven people there.
2: Mm.
0: You can't really play Scrabble with seven. No, anymore.
2: the the um, the games were just for his house. They weren't to play, they were you just think? to give you, to him.
0: Oh I thought okay. Mm, mm. Okay, maybe. I don't know. We'll get onto that, I'm sure. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> anyway, yeah, maybe we should Unless anyone else has anything else to say in general about the film, uh, maybe, uh, maybe i just finished my point And the fact that loving games, I was drawn to it and then realised that beyond the gaming, it is actually uh, a pretty hilarious comedy, which gets better with multiple watches, I think. It gets funnier when you see it multiple times. Um, so shall we just dive into the small stuff? You happy to do that? Let's go. Okay. So again, we'll try and do it chronologically. It starts right off the bat with the, the sort of the montage of how Max and Annie get together uh and then moves quite quickly on to um the the scene in the hospital. So but before we go any further was there anything from those two sections of the film that you wanted to mention?
2: Um I just had about in the um in the hospital when the um Rachel McAdams' character starts just uh, like talking to the doctor about um, Max's family life and childhood, and he just turns to the window and looks out of it. And then in the background, you can just see them still talking, the gestures, and it's just it kind of shows the like relationship they have straight away.
0: In, in what way?
2: I think it's just how like oversharing one way it can be, mm. but also almost taking. Taking the mic as well, which shows quite a light, like sense of humour as well.
1: Yep. yeah. They're brutal, isn't it? I'm going to go back a little bit to the, the the montage at the start where they're, you know, you see them attending game nights and quizzes and all sorts of things. And there's that that scene where um, I forget exactly what they're talking about, but the friend and his friend Bill's there, and yep. they just crucify him, like yep. unemployed. Yeah. Uh whatever it is, uh, you know, single. Yeah. And he's like, what? <laughs> it's...
0: One of the swears, I think, is yeah, at yeah. that point. Yeah. yeah, we're clean here, so we're yeah. not going
1: to repeat that. But, yeah, it's very good. I love that. Yeah. It's really fast-paced, that that opening montage, but it's it's controlled
0: really well. It's very funny. Yeah, and by the way, Bill, um, we never see him again after the opening montage. He has those two fun little moments, the the one in the the first quiz in the pub or whatever they're in, and then the moment where they're ripping into him and, Poor uh, Bill. And, yeah, and then we never see him again. <laughs> so, I think um I will come back to the hospital scene in a sec. But I think right off the bat that that opening montage, the film notifies us or signifies that it's a it's going to be a slightly different comedy with and with clever touches because of the transitions between one scene to the next. There's a mm-hmm. the scene where they're making out in the train. I don't know whether the train breaks or whatever, and they, oh, they fall, fall over. Yeah, yeah. and then as they fall, it transitions to the next scene in the sequence. It's a minor thing, but it's also a relatively unique thing. It's not something that you see in films very often, sort of creative transitions in a, an incidental montage of how people yeah. get together. There's another weird... Uh, we'll get onto it later,
1: but there's another weird bit of directing or um, camera work, which we'll touch on. But to your point, there are some strange... Uh, or, no, unique yeah. uh, choices in some of the directing. Yeah. But
0: I think unique and well done. I don't, yeah, I, th- yeah. I think yeah. positively unique rather than sort of unusual and, and weird because of it. Um, so going back to your point about the hospital, Mads, um, that whole sequence in the hospital, Jason Bateman is just on fire. He is peak Bateman in that whole sequence at one point she says something about you're more competitive than normal people or something like that. And he's just like, normal people. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I just think it's, it's, um, it's elite Bateman, that whole sequence. It's very good, the way Annie starts describing Brooks. Yeah. Mm.
1: Uh, and she, she says, hotter. And he's like, oh, we've not discussed hotter? Yeah, hotter. <laughs> I didn't
0: say hotter. I don't think we said that. <laughs> but I think going back to what you said, Manny, about their relationship, I think immediately we can see the chemistry between the two of them, and I think it is a—it's a hallmark of the film in general. The chemistry between all of the characters is great. Mm. So each of the couples, but maybe we'll, we perhaps should save this for later on. Each of the couples has great chemistry individually, but then as a as a group, they all have great chemistry as well. So another quick transition shout out again signifying that this film signifying that it's going to be something slightly different when it then transitions to um the evening of the first game night when they they drive up to their house and gary is outside his house but before that the camera pans from Mm. from the sky and there's a beautiful golden light in the sky And it's good. They're using that tilt shift lens so that Mm -hmm. it looks like a miniature, almost very shallow depth of field. That's another interesting touch. Mm -hmm. This film saying, yeah, we're a bit different to everybody else. Yeah. Uh, They use that a lot, don't they? Yeah. Again,
1: we don't want to get ahead of ourselves here, but um, yeah, that's uh, the tilt shift effect on some
0: of the scene transitions is is, is pretty effective. I can't help that it was in some ways uh, connected to the fact that Tabletop gaming uses miniature yeah. pieces. Yeah, yeah i think a way that, to sort of. That's sort the of, way I read it. Yeah.
1: Um, so on some of them, yeah. We'll, we'll get onto it again, but uh, it's particularly effective, I think.
0: So the first game night at, at Max and Annie's house starts with their interaction with Gary outside the house and the joke about the three for one, which is pretty funny. Um, I've got a couple of things that happen at this sequence that I want to mention, but I don't. I want to hand over to you guys before I talk too much.
1: I love Gary. The intensity of the bat, he stood there staring, <laughs> stroking Bastion, just Bastion. staring at them, mm-hmm. analysing their bags, using very correct language, uh, as one would hope a police officer would. Um, and they just feel it's like Annie and Max are pinned against the car trying to escape. They're like not even sure when they can leave. Yep. Like, are we done? can we leave? <laughs> Pretty good. I love those little jokes about, and and he's done. Oh no, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's very good. I do like Gary, and I think they they do a good job of introducing him as being uh, slightly uh, very intense and slightly um, derailed in some way. He mentions Debbie, doesn't he, at the start? Yeah. there, I think,
0: um, yeah, no, that's it. Uh, so, at um at Max and Annie's house for the first game night, that I think that they introduce. another interesting choice filmmaking choice every once in a while there will be a slightly horror based Mm -hmm. scene where if this was a horror movie it it would be terrifying yeah when they they, he said it's right i told everybody to come in quietly or whatever it was and then there's some (laughs) noise outside the window Ryan's girl, when Ryan's date's hand just thrusts through the the Venetian blinds, but the, they play it like it's it's a jump scare coming, and it is a jump scare coming. But it's almost like it's a they're trying to be slightly horror movie. Obviously, they're not trying. To and be then they movie. call it out because she said it on. It's like Night of the Living Dead or yeah, something. She yeah. she makes that reference, doesn't she? Yeah. Hmm. Anything else from Max and Annie's first game night?
2: um Yes, I have. When uh Brooks turns up, all loud and. um all loud and uh, annoying, and then Gary just turns up at the the um, the door.
0: He just appears. Yeah. And again, it's another horror movie touch.
2: Um, but it's when Max and Brooks go in for a hug. <laughs> he calls Max MaxiPad. Yes. Which is really... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Brook. Okay, Brooks is obnoxious. He's he's yeah, horrendous. He's, he's horrible.
2: Yeah. yeah. Damn it! What? We didn't want him to know that we were having a game
1: night. You know, we used to come, and we just we don't like him anymore. So. You know, I think he knows now. He sure does. Maxi pad. Come on, bring it in. <laughs> I haven't seen you in a year. Yeah. It, just uh, another it, dig, isn't it? Just just his entrance. It's funny you bring it up because it, it's everything that Max didn't want it to be. Mm. It was loud. It was obnoxious. I mean, he's revving the car. <laughs> <It's> such oh, <laughs> He's God, screeching he around the, uh, the island I on the, the estate. So and, um, cool. uh, yeah, it's... Uh, and he's like, no, no, all the, you know, Max is trying to calm in. There's a whole down. mess of people. No, no, there's there. loads of people in there. Look, look, you know? and he's waving to them. And he's like, oh, dear.
0: Uh, he's doing the, uh, what would you call it? It's like the articulate game. He's basically trying to describe celebrities on cards. Yep. And there's like a pulsing kind of slightly synth yeah, like music synth, in the background. The it's techno sort of quite, was quite it's,
1: intense. It's really strange. Yeah. And they use that throughout the film. Yeah. Um, I and again, I don't really understand the significance of why they chose that music, but it is unusual, it's slightly jarring for me, actually.
0: Uh, it works for me, but I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Uh, there's another in, in that very moment, actually, when they uh, they flip the timer over, yep, to to start the minute or whatever it is of the game they're playing. Uh, the camera, like in any other film, it would just be a single static camera shot with of someone flipping the timer. In this film the camera is rotating around the timer mm. as he flips it just again it's so unnecessary but almost i don't know welcome like they've they've really put effort into every incidental shot in the film mm. and it's to the film's credit as far as i'm concerned it's great so game night 2 is the one that happens at brook's house where everything kicks off kicks off yeah uh but but, but slightly prior to that is when they're getting into their car and gary appears again (laughs) and he the way max is carrying the games and then he manages to somehow (laughs) slip them into the back seat of the car presumably obviously gary clocks it but he does it so well Hmm. he's like no 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 we're just going out for a meal or whatever it is and he chucks the games onto the back seat it's so good yeah he
1: um because he's trying to coerce them or or rather invite them, I suppose, to his house um, by suggesting that, well, not suggesting, he clearly has already cooked lamb shanks. Lamb shank. Like, on the off chance, people are going to say yes. Actually, oh, well, lamb shank, you've changed your mind. He just mind. doesn't have any, he clearly has no social skills or, or I wouldn't say confidence because he obviously is quite a confident chap, but he, he just doesn't get how normal social encounters yeah.
0: work it seems uh, and then we meet up with the the gang again and Ryan Ryan's date is Sarah I think it is uh, and there's that whole sequence where he says you know she's from whatever it is human resources or something and from and she's British and he's like, actually it's Irish oh, it's the same thing well no it's really not
1: <laughs> I love those two
0: Yeah, like and this. that's so- my next note is that their interplay and it goes back to what I was saying about the chemistry their interplay is is so good, as it is with all of them, really, but specifically
1: with those two. Yeah, they are my favourite two. Uh, it's almost funny man and straight man, isn't it? Um, yeah. But done so well. And Sharon Horgan's so funny. Anyway, just this brutal kind of straight down the line. She's not trying to be polite to him. Yeah. If he's being thick, she's going to call it out. And he's <laughs> often... Um,
0: Less really? than intelligent in yeah. the things he says then uh Jeffrey Wright's character shows up uh and, and speaking of Ryan, so Jeffrey Wright is the guy pretending to be the f b i agent a part of the murder we wrote team and the first thing Ryan says is sunglasses at night. it's legit. <laughs> <laughs> I've skipped over something muddy we we mentioned mm. it at the beginning. Yeah. But when they're preparing for the evening, go on.
2: Um, uh, Max comes out of the bathroom and it's silent. And he's, horror movie scene. Yeah, horror movie scene. And then Brooks walks by with his knife. That's a very way. That's a very aggressive way to carry a knife for the cheese. <laughs> but why do you need a knife that's like a foot long for cheese? Well,
0: quite. But I mean, that's so that is one of the our family jokes whenever we're carrying a knife one one of other one of us will say that's a really aggressive way to carry a knife it's very dangerous
1: as
2: well
0: you should not carry a knife like that no No, definitely
1: not
2: yeah
0: his name so jeffrey wright's character's name is ron we find out later but he's playing agent henderson of the fbi uh I, i i love most of what he does but there is a moment where i can't remember what the others are talking about But he yells, Shut up, all of you!
2: ...within these dossiers
1: are the clues you will require to find the kidnappers. You'd like for us to do that, yeah? The Bureau's... What's the Bureau's role in this? Maybe you guys could take my wife in for questioning because apparently she got a secret life I don't know nothing about. Shut up, all of you! Wow.
0: He takes his job incredibly seriously. Yeah. So he's trying very hard to be this sort of... Mm -hmm um noteworthy actor in this scene but then and then he has to break character to say um i'm obliged to ask if any of you have any food allergies
1: <laughs> yeah i think, aren't they arguing about or debating whether or not the fbi would actually ask them to do this why yeah. are you asking us if it's really important you know we're just nobodies why are we doing the work for you why yeah. should we do this for you shut <laughs> up <laughs> uh
0: all right anything else from brooks's house that uh you want to mention um i mentioned the music. Um,
1: have we hit the, the fight scene yet? Now let's go on No, time. not yet. Okay, so mm-hmm. uh, during the fight scene, of course, the, um, the real kidnappers come in and confuse everybody. Real? Um, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the, yeah. as far as we know, at the point in time, mm-hmm. um, and there's a fantastic fight scene that's really good, <laughs> but there's a bit, that weird techno music, synth music starts playing, and then at one point, one of the, the kidnappers is, is carrying Brooks and the other guy's like punching him or something. And they're walking into the kitchen. The camera pans outside. As soon as the camera pans outside, it goes to this like piano lounge music <laughs> <up> I don't <laughs> for like two well. or three seconds. And then the chaos ensues They go back inside and we're back to the, uh, the techno stuff. But, um, yeah, I like that little touch. It's a serene scene as he's being carried through the house.
0: The fight also leads to another good joke.
2: Um, I don't know the one you're on about.
0: Oh, I was going to talk about uh, when they have the fight and he um, he lands on the table oh. where they're eating <laughs> was the cheese. That what I was going to say. And what does he say?
2: I don't remember. Um, that's a strong That is a thing.
0: strong table.
2: Yeah. No, mine was just the, the thud. It's just a doof as he lands. And yeah. then later on, one of the um, the agent, not agent guys, the um, kidnappers. kidnappers gets thrown over the kitchen table and he hits his head on a pan. And you have the like clang of the pans as well.
0: There are some good clangs in this film. Mm. Yeah, it kind of fragments a little bit the film now because we're following each couple doing their own thing. So I'm going to try and do it chronologically, but it's tricky because things happen sort of um, here and there. Um, But Max and Annie go to the bar, and he gets Brooks's gun, and at one point she hands it to Max. Because she's got to demonstrate the child's pose. Yeah, yeah. And the way he's holding it, he's holding it (laughs) like a pen.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what I have written down. (laughs) Holds gun like pen.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's just and he's like at one point he he goes. He's at one point he says, "Don't make me use this," and he sort of points it towards someone. (laughs) But hold it again, still holding it like a pen, like a dart. He's like
1: kind of. Yeah, it's very good.
2: Another one from the uh, from the bar is the um, the guy who's there the entire time. He's passed out on the counter, just yeah, on the end. I love There's that. everything. There's
0: a guy who's unconscious of the yeah, entire scene. The entire How'd you scene, get, just, that? Just How'd you get that
2: role? on the bar.
0: That, I mean, that really is more stuff because I didn't
1: notice. Yeah. They go in, he's there. The bar. He's got his head on the bar in his hands. He's just yeah, there. like. Uh, and through the entire scene, he doesn't move. Mm. That is
0: so <laughs> brilliant. That's so good. That's a good touch, right? It's another, yeah, another little attention to detail that... That's why I, it's, it's that sort of thing, that why I knew this movie would be really good for this podcast, because there is so much small stuff in it, uh, such as another, I think maybe this is something that you were alluding to slightly earlier, Andy, uh, when he, they found Brooks and they're inside and the bad guys are trying to get in and they try to knock the latch of yeah. the door from the other side, like they're reaching through with a pole or something. Yep. And the camera, the POV of the camera rotates with the latch. Yeah, every time they hit the latch, the camera rotates with it. So,
1: yeah, it's, it's slightly... It's, I watched it the first time. I was like, well, what, I don't understand what's happening. It's not that. It's complicated. It just I wasn't expecting it.
0: It's just so unique. I mean, yeah. I've, I've, you know, it's, it's a bit like when they fall in the train in the opening montage and then... Very shortly after that, when they have the car chase, there are camera shots which are fixed to the position of the car, so the car doesn't move in the frame, but the scenery moves as the car moves. Yeah. Uh, and again, it's and they do it later on with the Corvette on the mm. runway. It's just a really interesting choice. Uh, and again, I'm I'm going to shout this guy out now because I think it's worth it. The cinematographer was. Barry Peterson, again, his his most, I would say, probably most noteworthy films before this were the Starsky and Hutch remake and 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street. But I just think it's, again, they've made some interesting choices, directorially or cinemator- cinematographically. Um, it's good stuff. Yep, it is Barry. I have confirmed
1: Thank it you, is Barry. Barry Peterson. But also, you're right. I think um, they've, they've tried to go a little bit... Um, not experimental; it's not crazy stuff, but they've just tried to use everything in their in their armory really to yeah. to, to make it stick out from the. They crown. put effort in on yeah. every
0: scene, and every incidental cut mm-hmm. and what have you, which I think is commendable. Uh, right, so we're still kind of out and about in my chronology here. Um, anything from any of the the scenes before they go back to Gary's house? Is there anything? you no, want I to? love.
1: Oh, sorry, Mads, go ahead. No, no, you, you
0: first. All right, It's, uh, it's Sarah and Ryan,
1: uh, the two. So she comes up with a great scheme to, she finds his wallet. Ryan's an idiot. He's like, oh, let's just steal all his stuff. <laughs> right. um, I'm trying hard not just to quote films, the lines yeah. from the film here, but that is, it's brilliant because she, she then phones the credit card company, says, oh, can you tell me where the tra- last trans- transaction is? She gets the address and he's like, yeah, now all we have to do is solve the riddle. And she's like, no, 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 we don't. We just, he just doesn't understand this on any level. Yeah. And she just, she's not interested in him. She's like, you're an idiot, dude. I'm just, just follow me. Brilliant.
2: Uh, and the bit with the um, the lipstick when they get to the, um, the like murder mystery place. And he like goes to like touch her <laughs> lips. And then she, he, she bites him. He has no
0: concept of how to behave around But women. then he's like, uh, after she bites him, uh, there's lipstick. <laughs> One of my favorite line deliveries is from um, when they go to Gary's and they try to convince him that they want a game with him. And, um, my God, my mind's gone black. I can't remember her name now.
2: Um, Annie?
0: Hmm? No, not Annie. Anyway, Annie. <laughs> he says, uh, I would, I'd prefer it if you didn't besmirch my ex-wife's name. And, and she goes... <laughs> oh yeah she was much better at games than you <laughs> it's such a good to line uh, line delivery is brilliant
2: going back a little bit to um when max gets shot and they go and she goes to so take the bullet out the one that went straight through and she gives him the squeaky toy yep <laughs> and then as it goes in, you you hear the really really long squeak. As it gets squeakier and squeakier, and then it stops. And then, when she cuts too deep, she he blows it out into her face. Yeah,
1: <clears throat> yeah, we're fans of squeaky things here. There's no there's no horn related gags, I don't think, in this no, film. True. but the squeaky in his mouth as a thing to chomp down on when she's cutting his arm open is is good. In fact, I do. I feel remiss that we've uh, over, overlooked that scene a little bit because it's brilliant, isn't it? it. That whole bullet extraction thing. Well, it's yeah. the it's the funniest scene in the film, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and she picks up a Country Homes magazine or something. <laughs> she said, "What's this yeah, for?" It's and caught, and caught there's no hard liquor, so she's got like a light shard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: she's sprinkling this chardonnay on. I kind of almost arm. deliberately didn't put it on my list of things because because I don't feel because it is so funny. It's the standout scene in the film for me. Mm. I don't feel it necessarily fits the bill as as being a mm. small stuff.
2: But it's one it's the bit that we quote even more than the um yeah. the knife is when they're doing the like throwing up the the, the, the sound. the puke noise. <laughs> That's very good.
1: The 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 pukey noises. Yeah. So good. yeah. Yeah, and I'll just pick up on the sound of the uh uh knife hitting his bone. Like, oh <laughs> yes, that is my bone. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, that's it, it, it's, it, it. It's a real grim noise. Yeah, um, I'm not sure whether or not tapping bone makes that noise.
2: It's like a really hollow. Tap- I don't want to know what's, what's
1: that sound. Yeah, what's yeah, that sound? like figuring it out what's that. Like it's a quiz. What's that sound? What's that sound like? <laughs> all
0: right. Um, then we go to Gary's. He has the the issue with bleeding all over Bastian.
2: Um, there's, there's a bit just before that when they yeah. get there. Um, and Max looks at his arm um, and goes, "I think you showed my." I think you sewed my arm to my sleeve.
0: I'm I'm sort of rolling on ahead, guys. So rein me in, pull me back if we if we go too far. Um, there's the whole rich people fight club sequence <laughs> with finding the egg, but then in the middle of that sequence, they have the they finally admit to um, she has uh, she she's had a, a an episode, a night, an affair, if you like, with. Denzel Washington. <laughs> uh and I would just want to mention one thing about that because the like the um the reminiscence of the the meeting Denzel they use an actor that looks a bit like Denzel. And so I'm thinking okay they've used an actor that looks like Denzel. He really does look like Denzel. So maybe she really did meet him. And then they pivot at the end and he's like no that's that's not Denzel. That does. It looks like him, but it's not. <clears> I just think it's a really cool pivot because it's like They've kind of subverted our expectations by deliberately using someone who looks a lot like him but isn't him and then including that very thing in in the film. Then they get the egg. And what follows is Mm. what is, I believe, known in the industry as a wanna, where it is a one take shot of them running around the house, passing or throwing or rolling the egg to each other. Mm. Uh, It's very cool. But after having seen it multiple times, I must have seen it about five or six, seven times now, uh, you can see the the cut. So it's not a, it's not actually a one. I'm pretty sure you can see the edit points. Um, but I don't think it detracts from the sequence. I think it works really well. It's really cleverly shot, isn't it? It um, takes you on a
1: tour of the house
0: via an egg. And the it's, choreography uh, of is, re- is really yeah. good as well, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone gets involved. They have the great... Brian has the great tackle on... Mm. The Another guy, is it table. Boomer? The guy that's chasing them. So, yeah, yeah. And, and then that, glass, that... Boy,
2: glass table is acting weird tonight. Yep. Yeah,
0: the conclusion of the glass <laughs> table joke. As is often the case, the film's really motoring now and the, the plot is kind of being all wrapped up. And, and so what quite often happens with me is that I run... I, I find fewer and fewer small things to mention. Uh, but there is a great line when, after the egg cracks and breaks... And she finds a sticker that says made in China. Ryan goes, maybe that sticker's made in China. <laughs> and, and Sarah says, let's let them talk.
1: <laughs> Again, just showing how uh, I love those two. I've said that already. Um, yep. Their chemistry and, uh, and her disdain for him generally is, um, is funny. Do we think they got together?
2: Though? I don't well, know. The age difference seems a bit...
0: Is there much of a I feel like... They're
2: they're the, she's
0: there. They're there together at the, at the end. end. Yeah. yeah. Three months later. Yeah.
2: But still, is she just friends? Like, it, it doesn't clarify very well. I mean,
0: he does kind of fall for her at the end yeah. and kind of more or less yeah. admits yeah. it in the car.
2: <laughs> and she looks at him like, what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that In terms of small stuff for me, that's mostly everything from the whole film. So mm. go ahead and jump in with other things.
2: I've I've got a couple from the... Air, uh, airplane um, airport bit but and if you have any
1: no i'll leave them for later i think there's okay. there's a couple of things i mean i i the the scene again is not is not small stuff in any way but the scene with the belt and the crate <laughs> I just it's so good the way they get Shiraz in mm-hmm. as well um and then you think yes we've got it let's press the button and then it the crate moves so slowly up the
0: the the ramp and that's a slow belt
1: The guy just takes a step back and watches it.
0: (laughs) It's brilliant. It reminded me of the scene in uh, Austin Powers, the first one, with the guy driving the, or no, Austin driving the 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 roller, basically, and rolling the guy over. Even though it took him about five minutes to get to him.
2: I've got a couple. Uh, One of them is when uh, Max jumps into the the airplane from above, and then gets a drop. Gets not a very good drop, but yeah. And then the guy throws a knife at him and he goes, oh, right in my bullet hole.
0: Yeah, it's not like, a line you hear very often, is it?
2: No, no. <laughs> precision accuracy. And then he goes on to have the entire fight with said knife.
0: With a knife sticking out of his arm. Yeah. It's amazing. And then yeah. they hug and there's a knife yeah. still sticking out of his arm.
1: His, um, his scream as he's falling through, because <laughs> he's, he's trying to be all cool. Uh, they reference Liam Neeson and, and getting the drop. And he's like, ah! <laughs> and
2: like, then he's like know, not
1: stealthy, not not in any way macho. Mm-hmm. He's like genuinely scared. And then um, he bounces. Yeah, yeah. It's just rubbish. He's bad at it, but it, uh, it works really well.
2: Uh, and then there's a bit with Annie when she's outside with the um the the bad guy. Yep. And he goes through the turbine, and she's like, "Yes! Oh no, he died! Oh no, he died!" <laughs> uh, just I love that suck, guy's line line yes. about
1: um. Not with an ass like that, you yeah. don't. Yeah, I think that's, that's oh, really good. And she's all, she's all cute about it. Like, yeah.
2: Oh, thanks. My last one is just the end credits with Gary doing the multiple takes, jumping over his car and all of the, just the falling yeah, yeah. and stuff. Which the closing brilliant. credits
0: are really interesting. And again, yeah. they've gone the extra mile with mm-hmm. the closing credits. Yeah. And that whole little montage of him doing the car, the, the slide on the bonnet is really good. Just before that, though, when they're, there at the 3 months later mm. game night and again lots of good jokes in there but um i noticed that ryan has taken it upon himself to be like the timekeeper of their games mm. when gary is trying to get them to guess green mile ryan yells time and it literally makes sarah jump because he <laughs> shouts it so loud and then when annie goes and does the bun in the oven mm. one um it's ryan that that shouts go to her. So he's obviously taken it upon himself to be the timekeeper of Game Night, which I like. Oh, one second. I yeah. just My notes are a terrible mess this time round,
1: so I do apologise. I'm just jumping in all over the place. Okay. Uh, in the credits, um, Ryan's got a Harvard alumni associate card. Yeah. What? He went to Harvard. Did he? Yeah. What to do? What was his major? <laughs> he Good went question. to Harvard.
2: Apparently. That- yeah. Mm.
0: All right, so uh, we will uh, do the categories after a break. All right, let's crack on with the categories. First category, as always, is Audio Corner where we look at music and sound and what have you from the movie. Uh, Anyone got any standout audio moments?
2: Of course, yes. Go on then. Um, The whole sequence with um, cleaning, getting the bullet out of Max's uh, arm, which ends up not being there, but um, the squeaky toy, obviously. I love that sound, but also the, the fake vomit sound. But the squeaky toy's yeah. got to be it.
0: Okay. So squeaky toy wins for yeah. you?
2: Just yeah. the prolonged squeakiness of it. Good. Yeah. Good, good. Okay. Step one. sterile gloves. Check. We're doing the best we can, right? Okay. We're, yeah. We're, we're getting all by. Right. Step
1: two. Um, okay. Disinfect the wound. Right. Yeah. That's going to sting, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yep. okay. okay. Oh. That's smart. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> going to administer anesthetic good Um, Um, mine's mine's another Ryan and Sarah um, special Um, the scene where they are bribing Glenda yes murder we wrote uh, and he's moving the the money the bills closely closer and closer to her very very slowly um as if that makes a difference, like dramatic emphasis or something. But the last dollar bill he does, at the end of it, he's like makes a little oomph noise. As if he's he's hitting he's hitting it home. This is the yeah. thing that's gonna make mm-hmm. the difference. He's like Omph. and that Glenda's rolling her eyes, yes. and and Sarah's rolling her eyes, but it's the noise. Like Ryan genuinely thinks that that sixteen dollars, that last like going from fifteen to sixteen dollars, that's it. Oomph!
0: Very good, very good. So <clears throat> you already mentioned, mine. I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out a couple of little. It's mine are all music related. I, I agree. The squeaky toy might be the best one actually, but. Um, the ones I wrote down were squeaky. So the, you've already mentioned, Andy, the pulsating, the pulsing music mm. when they they start the games, and the, then that carries on through the rest of the film. Uh, just an interesting choice. I think it works, um, but I no don't worry. dislike it. it. It it
1: just sticks out as being uh, unusual, which yeah. a couple of things, as we've we've already discussed, do in this film. Some of the, the cinematography and directing yeah. um, is unusual. Um, just another thing, really.
0: So there's the moment when they are at the uh the Fight club house, but they are still upstairs and they are walking down the stairs to where the fights are happening um The music is is playing or the incidental music is playing while they're at the top of the stairs and as they go down the stairs, the music fades and the fight sounds fade in you know it's not an unexpected thing to happen in a film, but I think it's they do it rather well in this one in particular uh but I would say my choice for audio corner is what you already mentioned about when they're f- having the big fight at Brooks's house and it it pans for a moment outside <laughs> and you get that kind of elevator muzak being played I don't know it almost sounds like perhaps at Brooks's house there's always music playing outside like yeah it's, it's a sort of it's, it's so pretentious they will have like easy listening music in the garden
1: uh, that's what we do at home
0: yeah, okay. Yeah, All right, maybe it's not pretentious. Maybe, you know. Oh, no, it is. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's great. Good, good stuff. Thanks. <laughs> Always like visiting Audio Corner. Um, best looking scene. It's. I found this really tricky because comedies don't generally have many good looking scenes. They're just, you know, they're there for the jokes. This actually, the whole film looks good that's why i was interested about the cinematographer um having done starsky and hutch because starsky and hutch looks good as well it's a great looking film game night looks great but i didn't feel there were many really standout gorgeous scenes i got a couple um but let's hear from you guys first
2: well on your point that there's no like standout scenes i think the reason for that is the fact that a lot of it's one done at night and two done in a city and the whole preface of this preface premise from Prem- one of them yeah. the whole point of the film is that it's about like um criminals and stuff which brings to like run down areas like the bar mm. it's crappy yeah, yeah. the the side alley that that by the corner shop everything's just near yeah.
0: bit average every yeah. day yeah
2: but mine i couldn't find a single frame so i went with a single scene and it was the um the shot through the mansion with the egg when they're all passing it on like that one the
0: the whole like one take yeah yeah yeah. and the mansion's pretty cool so it's
2: Mm. fair
1: enough for me again we've, we've mentioned this a little bit before the tilt shift scenes um and to your point about it being at night maddie the Ryan and Sarah, here we go. Um, <laughs> when they arrive at the car park to go and see Glenda, yeah. um, the tilt shift there works super well. It looks yeah. really good at night. Uh, it looks like a toy car. It looks like a model behind them. It's really effective. Um, and I did, because I'm a little bit sad, I did actually pause it and get a frame. Uh, and I thought, yep, yeah, perfect.
0: That's it. So that's my choice. Brilliant. It is that, that scene there. That's great. It's very cool. So I've, I have got a couple of nominations. Uh, the, I mentioned it right at the beginning, actually. The, the the aerial shot of their neighborhood with the golden evening light right at the beginning of the film, with again the the, the tilt shift toy effect, the golden light on their neighborhood looks gorgeous. Um, also, I loved. You know, you talked about night photography. There's the there's a couple of wide shots when they're on the bridge. Um, yes with the the, the skyscrapers mm. or whatever in in the distance behind them. And it's a beautifully lit film. Uh, they're, they're lit really nicely and the city lights look great. But I think my winner for Best Looking Scene is there's a very brief moment when uh, he's trying to uh, drive the heat, uh, stingray into the plane and the first time he does it, he misses. And there's a shot from under the plane mm. and the car goes underneath it and the car looks gorgeous. The paint job looks great. All of the lights from the plane are reflected in the paint job of the car. And it's just a really, mm. really gorgeous kind of twinkly scene. Uh, so that's my that's my shout out for that. Yeah, my runner up, actually, there's a bit
1: just after that where he does hit the wheel. Yep. Um, and I think Annie's got out of the car. Max is struggling with the door and the camera pans up back a little bit. And you see the, mm. the Corvette and obviously the, the front left wheels a bit rust. Brust? Broken. Um, and in the background, you can see the plane, but it's on the runway, and you can see the runway lights um, sort of coming out in front of it. It just looks looks really nice. As you say, the lighting's fantastic.
0: And uh, that was my runner-up, actually. So. Yeah, cool. Uh, now, the uh, Monsieur Mendel Award for Favourite Incidental Character. Hurrah. Hurrah for mm-hmm. Monsieur Mendel. Um, mm-hmm. Mads, who have you got?
2: Well, I, I have Two. I struggle with this one because I still don't quite understand the um, parameters at which I'm choosing from. Okay. But one of them was Ron, Agent Henderson. Yep. His little bit at the start. And when the others come to steal him and he's like woken up and starts telling them what happens. Yep. He's pretty cool. He's great. Brian um,
1: keeps kicking him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: and the other one has got to be the passed out drunk guy. Um, okay. I mean the, he's in properly incidental. Bar.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good. He's a he's a one joke mm. incidental character. Mm-hmm. Like it. So if you got a like a winner, who are you gonna pick?
2: Probably the passed out guy. Past out guy. Okay.
0: Never has anyone done so
1: little to be awarded <laughs> with such well, a lofty uh yeah. <laughs> accolade. High praise. Yeah. Uh I mine goes to Glenda. I like Glenda. Okay. Chelsea Prey. Um <laughs> She seems to be playing the same character in, as she does in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah she's brilliant. Yeah. Um, she's very funny. Uh, she has. She looks at Sarah with some sadness as if she's been lumbered with this guy a yeah. couple of times during that scene. <laughs>
2: um,
1: and they're getting on, and, like they're rolling their eyes and... There's a connection. So, there is a Sarah connection, and, and, yeah. and yeah. um yeah, I think she's fantastic. So when she, um, when
2: she first turns around and,
1: the, and the <laughs> she's asleep with a, a bullet in her head. <laughs> yeah. Um, asleep with a bullet in her head. She. I, I like it when yeah. she
0: says, "Oh, thanks. That means a lot because I do my yeah. own makeup or something like that." It's great life. Yeah. So uh, Glenda, that's Glenda a very, gets it good, for me. Mm,
2: that's a very good one as well. Mm.
0: Okay, so I want to shout out the um, the. Man working behind the bar at the, mm-hmm. at the bar, the barkeep, as they call him. The way he delivers the <laughs> Harvey Wallbanger line is oh, that so is good. good. That is real uh, good. Harvey
2: Wallbanger. Appreciate Thank it. you. Cheers.
0: So he deserves a bit of a mensch. Um, we're going to mention Bill. You already mentioned him, but the guy at the beginning who gets, like, um, insulted at mm. least twice, maybe more. Uh, his, his role of the eyes and his... Um, Yeah, his reactions to that are really funny. But I'm going to give it to uh, Ron slash Agent Henderson because I I think he's amazing. I think the shut up all of you line is just one of my favourites in the film. Uh, And so that was that's Jeffrey Wright, who is, you know, he's uh, Felix Leiter. We've done two Jeffrey Wright films in a row Mm -hmm. now. He's Felix Leiter in Casino Royale. But he did it... uh, uncredited doesn't get a credit for it i don't know why actors choose to do that from sometimes but um it's great i mean he he brings it he mm-hmm. at one point he says he quit disney cruises for this it's, yeah, he, it's, he does he does a really good job doesn't he yeah. i mean he's he's heavyweight and he comes in yeah. and he's he's really shredding the screen up it's fantastic stuff so uh best location is the next category um i struggled with best location
1: yeah again this category I'm twisting the categories a little bit this time round. Um less traditional view on it but my my best location is the bar. It is as you mentioned crappy, sticky carpet, smoky like three guys in there. Um bar but it's it's probably the location of my favorite scene that whole the whole bit with um them when they're rescuing Brooks and you know they go in and they take a selfie with him and and he's putting a gun in her mouth, not knowing of course it's real. That whole three or four minute sequence is uh it's fantastic. It's a proper so, dive that. Yeah, yeah, it it it's it's real it's real bad. But he's a, a surprisingly distinguished barman, apparently. He knows how to make a Harvey Wallbanger. It's a good drink. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It probably tastes yeah, it probably probably a good Harvey Warbanger. Yeah. Um so uh, not because it looks good particularly. It is it is exactly what it should be, a, a dive. Yeah.
0: Uh, and it uh, houses an amusing scene, a very amusing yeah. scene. So that's mine. Yeah, I, my only, the only thing I wrote down for best location has a question mark after it on my notes. Uh, Brooks' house. Um, I, you know, Max says it when he walks in, it's about like, oh, Tony Stark's house. Should I give Jarvis my drink order? It's just a cool house. They, 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 they use it a couple of, in a couple of scenes, like the room that, um, Kevin and Michelle are in where they're trying to get out of there they're trapped in there. Um, there's another bit with a very large kind of like full sized window um, on one wall uh, and there's the cool kitchen and it's just it's just a cool looking house I guess pretentious music playing outside yeah it's yeah. as close as I can get to best location for me
2: proper modern yeah. I mean, you could have either of the big houses, that one or the mansion that they go to with the big fight club in the, yeah. in the bottom. But mine comes from, it can probably go with the single frame as well, but it comes from more of a photography picture of the bridge with the, um, just the bridge and how it's like, obviously it's got water underneath. Skyscrapers, just a pretty cool location. Yeah. Pretty I cool. Yeah, I struggled. Yeah.
0: Uh, so how about the uh, prop or item from the film that you'd like to own? What have you got Mads?
2: Mine's from the uh, crappy bar, actually. Yeah. It's the um, the arcade machine that um, Annie starts playing when she's singing with the gun <laughs> as her mic. Okay. Then it's pretty cool.
0: Having an arcade in your house is pretty yeah. cool. It'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be good. Is it? Cl- Do we know what game is on that
1: arcade? Nah, I, I didn't. I, I do you know what? You picked something up that I missed out on. I'm sad because I normally do pick That's up it, right your video game related. It, yeah, yeah. Right. no, missed it, um, but good call.
2: My guess is it's probably like pinball or something, or maybe <laughs> some. Honestly, it could be some gambling uh, machine as a well. Machine. I'm not sure. Hmm. I'm actually gonna have a look.
0: Andy got a got a prop or item. Yeah, I'm
1: gonna go with it's in Gary's bedroom. It is a caricature picture of um, Gary and <laughs> Debbie. Brilliant. So it's the it's the central kind of piece of that shrine to yeah. their wedding.
0: Um and I love it. Um I'll You'd put that. that on your wall somewhere, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. It's it's very close to, to to mine actually. I'd also have the stingray, but let's be clear, let's be more realistic. I'd take the character. Okay, I did kind of break this category last time when I said I'd want the yacht. I know,
1: I know. Yeah, I sorry mean, where do that. we
0: stop with a prop?
1: Yeah. Plane world
0: okay no good point a million dollars so i like i could say i want brooks's house as the, yeah 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 no that, okay fair enough i need to rein it in a bit don't mm-hmm. i well i have this this time because i've got two options I, I think i know which one i'll go with but um i'd either go for the squeaky toy but i think you can just get those squeaky toys anywhere and it probably you know you would lose it and the dog would eat it and so i'm going to forego the squeaky toy for this so you guys know me. I'm 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 fond of a obscure geeky t-shirt, obscure movie references. I would go for the t-shirt that Max uses to try and clean the blood off Bastion. Oh, wow! But I would want it with blood. With blood. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like a blood-stained, nice t-shirt. T-shirt with Debbie's face on it. <laughs> I just think if you you could either put it up like in a bo- in a in a display case on your wall, or you could just wear it. Mm. Blood and you know, in terms of geeky movie memorabilia T shirts, I don't think you can get more. People will them. just
1: think you've been attacked.
2: Yeah, you you would have people
0: rushing right. say, to help. No, 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 it's fine. This is uh, the T shirt. Imagine from Game walking night.
1: to a store with that on.
0: People would.
2: <laughs> you'd you'd get some concerned looks. That's
0: okay. I, I I'll take it. I think you could make that T shirt.
2: Mm, like actually,
0: like yeah, yeah. Rep- like cosplay. Yeah, as Gary yeah. in that T-shirt.
2: Wine stain it.
0: We should do that.
1: Do you think Gary wears it? Mm. Well, not
0: now. No, and was we'll folded up neatly on his actually desk. Actually,
1: think well, it was. It was a slightly strange place to keep a T-shirt? Yeah.
0: Anyway, anyway, there you have it. Um, and uh, Maddie, sorry, you've been you've been looking up um,
2: something. It's actually a jukebox, which is almost as cool. Okay, I would still take actually it. maybe I'd take even it over cooler it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I love music, so okay. I probably would take it. Yeah, I love music, it's pretty cool. Uh,
0: moving on, Maddie's favorite category: mm. coolest look. Uh, I think I'll hand straight to you, Maddie. Oh, okay. What have you got for coolest look?
2: Shout out to Gary, always being in his police uniform. Yep. But mine is actually just a very casual everyday outfit. I've gone with Annie's game night outfit with for Brooks' house. The leather jacket with the red shirt underneath. Yep. I, I think it looks really slick.
1: Kind of Dennis the Menace kind of pattern she's got going on, isn't it? Yeah, mm. red and black, horizontal stripes. Yeah, mine, again, I've, t- I've twisted this category a little bit. It's not the coolest look as far as what people are wearing is concerned, but it's someone's face. Okay. Uh, so in this case, it's it's the Ryan show this time. Uh, Ryan he's is so pleased with himself when he finally picks up the egg He's got this, he, he holds it, he brandishes it aloft, smiling to Sarah across the room. And then the dude who's in the fight yep. falls unconscious right to his, his feet. feet. And yep. obviously, his, his identity is revealed, um, which then starts, obviously, the, the egg chase around the house. But that's it. He's, he's very pleased
0: with himself and he's got a triumphant smile, which I think is okay. it's fantastic. So you've, firm, you've really mutated the vibe, uh, the intention of Coolest Look. I don't know. I'm, I, feel, I don't, know, don't know if I'm willing to accept it, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Well, let's uh, not cause a scene yeah. live mm. on air.
2: <laughs> um, one thing from that scene, actually, the um, everyone just hold on a minute, yeah. and everyone stops, and then he runs and he drops, he drops, he drops he shatters glass. his glass. Yep. It's brilliant.
0: So I, to be honest with you, I, I kind of struggled with this category as well. I probably cheated because the only things I wrote down were related to what. Annie wears Rachel McAdams. I think whoever is her stylist did a great job. Um, so even the the captain T shirt she wears at the the opening quiz at the very beginning of the of the movie looks cool. Maybe she just looks cool. Maybe that's it. But she also at the hospital she's wearing this quite nice black, is it like satin jacket with like pink floral detailing on it, which looks really cool. And I agree, her game night outfit is good. So I've kind of given it to Addie, Annie's wardrobe. Mm. I just think... It,
2: That's pretty cool. That's, is that I fair? Mean, it's, it's a look, you it's take a style. It?
0: Okay. And finally, uh, over to Andy for the closing credit. Yeah, these, these are good. Um, this
1: film has got some strange credits for folks, but I've got um, one in mind. I'm going to give it to Mr. Chad Layle. Chad, ex-U.S. Marine, comes out of the Marine Corps, fights in Iraq, by the way, so, you know, kudos to Chad, comes out of the Marine Corps, starts professional wrestling, moves through the ranks, um, goes through these kind of amateur rank or lower-ranked wrestling organizations, finally signs to WWE at some point in the uh, 2018 or something like that. Um, interestingly enough, he kind of quit wrestling at one point to concentrate on his acting career and professional bodybuilding but I think this is the last this was the last film he's credited for in twenty eighteen so that okay. obviously didn't go so well mm. um but he's cre- credited as Bulgarian goon <laughs> <laughs> now he's the guy who goes through the engine yeah, he's got to mm, be right yeah. so he is the guy who goes through the engine, so he is the Bulgarian goon. Yeah. Is he also Bulgarian? Is he, is in a twist of fate, is the Bulgarian's goon Bulgarian? Oh. Because it's not Bulgarian's goon, it's no. Bulgarian goon.
0: Yeah, well, uh, I think maybe both. I think he it has could to be. be both, right? it he doesn't he's... sound Bulgarian, but maybe no, he's kind of... But neither does of... the Bulgarian. Mm. No, that's true. Okay. There I'll we answer, are. Unanswerable so, questions.
1: So chat now, the Bulgarian goon... Uh,
0: congratulations. Congratulations. This week's winner. Congratulations, Chad. Okay. That'll do it for this episode. Uh, you can find us online at smallstuffcast.com. We are at smallstuffcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can contact us using email at smallstuffcast.com.
1: And don't forget, however you're listening to us, uh, please give us a like or review. Uh,
0: we're a new podcast and it will really help us. Thanks. Yeah, agreed. Something I forgot to mention in both of our first two episodes is our music, which is by Skeleton King. You can find more of Skeleton King's work by following the link in the show notes. And I recommend you check him out. He's awesome. Uh, And uh, so that's it. Thanks for listening. Uh, Thank you, Maddie. Thank you. Thank you, Andy. Thanks again. And cheerio from me. Join us next time when we'll be watching the 2013 film Rush, directed by Ron Howard, starring Chris Hemsworth and Daniel Bruhl. Uh, Maybe give it a watch if you want to join us, but don't forget the small stuff.